You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Getting right into it today. Hey, listen, again, want to give you just a heads up uh, for the kids that we are dealing with this topic of um, homosexuality, transgenderism, and other things. We're going to deal with some difficult topics today again, so please be careful. Um, Listen to it first, and if it's something suitable for your kids, and then uh, have discussion, um, especially if you have a teenager. Talk about this because your kids are dealing with it, whether you know it or not. Speaking of difficult children, Brother Wolven, great to have you with us today. Thank you for being back. It's good to have you in the studio. <laughs> nice segue. Uh, Today we're going to be dealing with some things that are. Uh, we're going to have to watch our words and try to be as careful as we can. But this this is part of this topic, and so we really need to you know address some of these things. So I'll just jump right into the very first thing is. Um, I think young people need to understand. And by saying this, I'm not saying it's all right. By saying this, I, I think that it's very important to understand the difference between what somebody is innately and sexual experimentation. I'm not encouraging sexual insper- experimentation. Right. I'm right. not. But our society does. And many... Christian young people get drawn into that. And so because of experimenting, because of trying to, you know, just go a little bit farther or or push the envelope or, you know, maybe I found myself in a situation and this seems to be rather, you know, uh, uh, alluring. And so I'll just keep going down this road with this because sin is all sin is that way all sin is very attractive it's very powerful it's very alluring and so um many many of our christian young people are or they have been involved in sexual experimentation and because satan knows uh he can really get into the minds of our young people early that uh, he he wants to bring confusion into that. And someone's personal experience is often the basis of most decisions that they make and not the Scripture. You know, I just talked to three young adults in the last three weeks who told me this. Pastor, we were in church, we heard the preaching, we knew it was right, but we got involved with experimenting with things. Sexual, drugs, alcohol. And they all said this, every one of them. Drinking led us to an experimentation of things that we had no business I wouldn't be surprised at. at Drinking all. is huge. Drinking is a huge problem in young people today. Yeah. It's too, too readily accessible. It is too popular. And so they start drinking. In that drunken state, somebody approaches them homosexually les- as a lesbian as a transgender and they they begin to deal with them in that drunken state 
And then they come out of that drunken state and think, well, I must be, I must be part of that because I was involved in that. I enjoyed it. It was pleasurable. And so they think, well, that must be me. Drinking. If your kids are anywhere near alcohol, get them away from that. Drugs, same thing. But alcohol is the main source of a lot of kids experimenting in things that they should not be exper- experimenting in. Yeah, it breaks down the inhibitions. The in- the inhibitions that we have, they're broken down. And, you know, then, you know, just the idea of you're going with your feelings. Yeah, and clear thought. It takes away clear thought. The Bible talks about that. Your mind becomes uh, controlled by that substance, not by what is right or what you know to be right. So that's it. So, yeah, we have a lot of kids that, and, and I think this whole transgender thing is an experiment. You know, I think a lot of people, it boils down to this, there's something missing in their lives, and I'm going to try this because maybe I'll feel better. The divo- the uh, suicide rate amongst the transgender is exponentially higher than just regular people because they think, well, I fixed the outside. I'm okay now. You know, now I match the inside. But the problem, it doesn't. It doesn't fix the problem. And so that's where that that leans and heads to. Yeah. Amen. That is is exactly right. Listen, this is why the, uh, the, when the church leaders, the apostles, then they got together at Jerusalem and they, they debated this giant issue. What should the Gentiles do? Uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, that they sent out that the uh, for the Gentiles that that you abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which if you keep yourselves, ye should do well, fare ye well. That was the that was the point of look. Gentiles don't need to keep the whole Old Testament law. But here's what you need to do. Avoid these things and especially keep yourself from fornication. Why would they say that to Gentiles? Because Gentile societies were much more loose and lax than the Hebrew society. And so, you know, the opportunities were always there. And those opportunities are here. And and you just have to understand that our prayer and, and, and we need to emphasize that, you know, People need to meet at the marriage altar, both man and woman as virgins. That's God's desire. That's the best thing that a person can do. You're not missing something. This is the greatest thing that you can do. I just uh, looked some things up here, and here's part of the problem is that our governments have supported people in these things and promoted these things and here is a site it's called uh, owjn.org changing your identity everyone born in canada has the right to define their own gender yeah wow um i i thought that was done for us at birth but this means that you have the right to change your gender marker and name on all your identity documents. This includes your birth certificates, driver's license, photo ID card, and health That's why they're emphasizing so, gender over sex. Yes, yes. And that is determined by how you feel. Yep. Feelings. Well, I got to tell you something. Feelings change. So you're going to change your documents every time you feel something different? Right, exactly. And, I mean... Again, I'd have to fact check to make sure because I know people will. 
I know at least here in this country that if a child says, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna have a sex change operation, but my parents won't let me," our school systems, our doctors, our political leaders will usurp the authority of a parent for that child to be able to do that. And you get a kid who's 10, 11, 12 years of age thinking, well, I don't want to be a boy anymore. I want to be a girl. Well, let's let's help that kid who's not even crossed into puberty yet. Let's help that kid who doesn't even have the, the mind of an adult yet make that decision for them and with them. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they're children. They're children. And, and that's who a lot of those who want to promote these things go after. They go after children. And you better guard your child. You better be careful of every website they're on. You better be careful of every video that they watch, cartoon that they watch. You better watch for those things that are subliminally and subtly telling your child, you need to do this. You need to do this. You'll be happier. You'll be better. Watch those things. That's It's out there. <laughs> I, just, I was just reminded of a preacher that was, uh, he was really preaching hard. He was at a youth camp. And uh, I mean, he was, you know, you better you better watch who you're around. You better watch the words that you say. You better watch where you go. And he, he was going down the list and he said, yeah, yeah, and yeah. for heaven's sakes, you better watch those dirty movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have problems today, folks. We got preachers that are promoting this stuff. Oh, then he realized what he said, and he moved on real fast. But I was, yeah. I was not laughing outside, but inside, I was dying. I thought, oh my goodness. That's yeah, a- I remember somebody somebody once said, "You can't listen to rock music as a teenager unless it's at a youth camp. Then it's okay because we'll tell you how bad it is. <laughs> but you're going to listen to them while we tell you." <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, the next thing that, so, that we, I really wanted to bring up, and we we yeah. alluded to it, but the. Uh, the evolutionary nature of this uh, so-called science. Um, some of the things that are that are told is uh, when someone may have either a part, they may have been born with a partial reproductive system or yes. parts of two different reproductive systems. And so yes. the, what is emphasized is the fact that we'll see uh, you know, it's not just two sexes, but that's an aberration. It's not an evolutionary change. It's an aberration. Like perhaps maybe being born, you know, a- as a dwarf or, you know, uh, being born without without a limb, you know, or without a hand or something. That's an aberration. That's not that's not a proof of some kind of evolutionary process. If that was, then all of those other things are proof that people are evolving into those other situations too. I'm just looking up, um, again, to just fact check. I, I, I asked the question, how many, how many people are born with both sex organs? Being intersex is almost more common than most people realize it's hard to know exactly how many people. Uh, the estimate is one to two out of a hundred people born in the United States. One out of a hundred. And I again I have no way of, you know, giving you more than that, but that's that's a very small percentage. Yeah, and it, really it's not the fact people. that we're evolving that way. So, you know, yes. I I've never really well, I have, but not currently 
um, you know, gone through and, and tried to investigate some of that stuff. But it's something that you better research if you're going to be dealing with this topic. You know, you're going to get questions. Yeah. So maybe, you know, parents and teens check it together online, you know, and do some things of, of proper research. Obviously, maybe the parent ought to do it and not let the kid go down some kind of a rabbit hole or something, but, but, uh, and then reveal some of the things that you found, you know, but, but yeah. that is a, that's a very uncomfortable thing to talk about. And this is, right. but we better talk about it. You know, but look, it's an uncomfortable thing for parents to tell kids the facts of life. But it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's better you tell them than the TV tells them. It's better you tell them right. than than their friends tell them, or or you know, exactly. it, it see some kind of a pornographic movie. Yeah, let me say this: that I know of um, someone who just came out as uh, as a homosexual, and I found that they were of a heterosexual mind until they started hanging around a lot of people that were homosexual Mm. or in the transgender movement, they started hanging around them because of their work and because of some of the entertainment that they enjoy. And that that mindset was around them and hearing that that person was going through a difficult marriage time and, you know, people are talking. Oh, my goodness. That's a huge, huge part. We've got, um, I would say, we've got about seven, eight minutes left. Let's talk about... um, how to break out of this or break free of this, some things that people can do if they find themselves in this situation where they're maybe already involved and they want to get out, they want to turn back. What can they do? How can we help them? Well, yeah, you're not going to do it in seven minutes, but... Uh, well, I mean, you know, give them just, a head start anyways. You, you have to understand the the sexual drive that the Lord has put in all of us. It is there and it exists, and this is why unmarried people should not start getting involved in sexual activity because that becomes the driving force. You, you desire that fulfillment over and over and over, and that's what I think is used. This physical edge is used to promote this lifestyle over and over and over. And so, uh, you know, you've got to, there There had better be a desire to stop, and that's going to take a, the same kind of a, same kind of work and effort to stop any addiction, um, you know, any physical addiction that somebody may have, uh, you've got to try to attack it both from the spiritual root as well as some some physical helps as well. I think that we first of all have to be understanding that those who are involved in those things sincerely believe that what they are doing is right or natural for them. And like any other problem of sin that we deal with, we have to show people what the Bible says and why God has ordained what he has ordained. If the whole world goes homosexual, we are, we are done in one generation. There would be no population one generation because naturally you can't reproduce. And you say, well, we can do that now through science. Yes, but we couldn't sustain the birth rate. That's part of it. That just makes common sense. The other thing is God 
God and his infinite wisdom gave us something that works naturally. If you've got to alter something, it, it's not right. It's not right. It's It should be natural. And it's funny that everybody wants to go back to all natural meat and all natural produce and all natural. Don't, don't add anything to it except it comes to the human life. Well, let's add something to that. Let's change that. And I think we have to be sympathetic to the teaching that kids are getting today. We have to understand that they're bombarded by you know, the internet, by television, social media, bombarded with all these suggestions. And then I think we have to be loving and and helping people. I think we have to let them know we do love you. We care about you and we want to help you. And if you'll allow us to help you, I think you'll find a more gratified life. I just spoke to a young lady this week who, super young lady, I've known her a long time. She got away from the Lord. And she said, Pastor, the whole time I was out of church, I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. I said, then why did you do it? She said, because that sin was fun for a season, but it was a very short season. She said, and and I, I am so glad to be back. She said, but I had a hard time coming back because I was afraid of what people would say. I was afraid of what they would think. And she said, I know that's pride, but that's what did it. And you know what? There are a lot of people who I think want to come back to the things of Christ but are afraid of what people might say in this in this topic. And so be understanding. Well, as we're dealing with people, if they're coming to us in the first place, they want, you know, it isn't like we're going to be dealing with people we've got to argue with and try to point out the error of their way. If they're coming for advice, if they're coming to deal with this issue, uh, you know, that is a plea or that is a cry for help to begin with. And so I don't think that we have to spend a lot of time, um, you know, really emphasizing the negatives. But I think we better do it just to give that reinforcement and that establishment that there's going to be some that come because they're not settled. Most people are going to be uns- unsettled, not sure, uh, just want to sort of be a sounding board to get things settled in their own mind and their heart. I know it's different, but when I got out of college, I probably spent four years studying Calvinism and wanting to get get a handle on it for myself. And I would talk to different pastors, well, what about this? What do you think about this? I wasn't going toward Calvinism, but I was trying to get it settled in my mind and my heart. And so you know, there's there's some that they may not be going toward homosexuality or transgenderism, but they're trying to get that factually settled in their mind to where they don't deal with it, and others are dealing with it. So, uh, you know, that is a little bit of a different situation, but, but you're right. Uh, but loving people doesn't mean you don't tell them the truth. you got to tell them the truth, yeah. and we want to try to do it in the best way possible that will be— uh, you know, received. So pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Let me say this. If you're listening today and maybe you are having these thoughts, you are struggling with these things, but you think, I can't talk to my pastor. You're I not can't alone. talk to my parents. You're not alone. You're not alone. No. Could could I offer this, Brother Wolven? I think we could safely say this, that you or I would be more than happy to try and help them. We're not going to put their name on air. We're not going to nope. talk about them. Nope. But we would, we would try to help them to the best of our ability and maybe direct them to somebody closer to them that would help them in anonymity. Um, we want to help you with this because we know that there's a struggle. There's a huge struggle yes. in this area, and that's why we're dealing with it, with it this week. Um, please contact us, either one of us. 
you can email us. You can call us. Our identification is on our website. Um, our contacts are on our website. Mine is dralstone at gmail.com, uh, 519 Brother Wolven's is? Pastor at mynCBC.com. And my cell phone, 614-746-1525. I will say this, that if a number comes up on my phone and I don't recognize it, I don't often answer it. goes it. to voicemail, and uh, then I follow it back message. up. Yep. Right, leave a message. The best thing to do is email me or text me. That's the best thing to do. Uh, calling, I'm traveling so much, I don't often get the calls, and sometimes I don't even get the message on the answering service. So um, you can contact us that way. So know that we love you, we're concerned for you, and that's in part the reason why we're doing this, because we know some folks that are struggling, and we want to be a help. Hey, i got to ask I'm you Al this. Um, yeah. Do you get a phone call and then, like, Two or three hours later, a voicemail pops up from that person that you missed a call from. Yeah, man, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the deal is there. You know, they leave a yeah. they leave the voicemail right then, and it doesn't even yeah. show up for three or four hours. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is with either. that. I I think sometimes it has to do that's with the strength our question, of the phone signal. That's our question to the listeners. Give us the answer. Oh. Let me tell you this. I'll tell you this, that I've had better cell phone reception in a tribe in northern Ivory Coast, Africa, than I do here in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Um, I just drove last night well, an hour and 20 minutes I can tell you across why. Ontario. Well, It's continual cloud yeah. cover. It's like the clouds That's are true. made of That's steel. True. They're miles thick. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we have the second largest landmass in the world, and we don't have any people living two hours close to each other, so there's nobody in between. They don't want to put up a cell tower because nobody's there. That's what it is. I don't know. It drives me nuts. Anyways, I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas. I realize this is a very, very serious topic. We've not joked around a lot this week and uh, because this is a serious matter for a lot of people. Please let us help you if we can or direct you to someone who can. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. We do want to help, and I hope that this uh, series has at least opened up the door for you to to figure out and maybe be a little bit more sensitive. I'm still going to preach hard. I'm still going to hold to the positions that I hold uh, unwaveringly, but uh, but we do want to help people, and we need to understand that this is a this is a very big issue in our nations, in our societies, and uh, the devil is working overtime, messing with the minds of our youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'd just like to state for the record that I don't find Brother Wolven attractive at all. Yeah, nothing. You and everybody else in the world, except for one <laughs> individual. That's all. My dog. Your grandkids. <laughs> Your dog. <laughs> he does love you. He does love you. <laughs> this is Tim Talks, folks. Thanks for a great week, and thanks for uh, uh, being protective of your children this week. Next week, everybody gets to listen because everybody loves Tim Talks. This is the Tim Talks. Have a great weekend, eh? God bless you. Serve the Lord. We'll be back with you on Monday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.